What's up, guys? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And on today's show, we're covering some starts and sits heading into week three. But uh, I am lucky enough to have a guest host uh, with me today. We got Dallas from the Warzone Network. How's it going, bro? Good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, I am ready to talk some start sits. I was going to be here last week. Unfortunately, could not make it because my work schedule is a little crazy. But I'm glad to be filling in for Jake for not the first time. I need to tell <laughs> him he needs to watch out because this is becoming kind of a recurring thing for me. So, Yeah, I appreciate you, man. It's all good. Uh, I was definitely uh, excited to see that you were able to make it this week. So we're going to dive in to some start sits. Uh, obviously, we got a full uh, just... <laughs> every, every week just full load of content every every day pretty much their stuff going on the war zone network but uh, obviously you were doing the rookie rundown um pretty consistently through the off season i know rookies is a big passion of yours and you'll be hammering us with some names as uh people like me are kind of sitting back and not really tuned into those uh those college names to know yet but what are you up to in season what where can people find your work what you got going on yeah, absolutely. Um, so Memphis had talked about it a little bit just based off of timing. I'm trying to get as many rookies in as possible. Um, so we're just kind of going to workshop it on Sunday release type of thing at Sunday night. Um, some weeks I may be releasing the previous week's content a little bit later, um, but I'm hoping to get it out. I may just be altogether cutting out Sunday night and Monday night football in order to get it out on Sunday. So you guys aren't a little bit behind, but we're kind of feeling that out. Um Typically what I do do for all of my rookies is I'll be doing a report card. So I do a quarterly report card on all the rookies, my stance, what I believe they're going to finish at basically at their specific positions, who I think are the truths and who I think are the mirages. So those are just a couple of things that are coming up here in the works here in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. And, uh, and one last thing before we just dive into this, how good did that Rondell Moore game feel on Sunday for you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty high on him. Uh, it's, it's kind of sucking seeing Elijah Moore doing what he's doing, but I'll yeah. take that Rondell Moore win. I was riding that train pretty high. so Yeah, better days ahead for Elijah. I, I, this week will be another rough week. I, any, I'm waiting. I'm going to see this one out, and then I'm just going to start peppering uh, any owner that hasn't that somehow got him from me because I own Elijah Moore in a lot of leagues. But uh, if uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, it was good stuff, uh, and looking forward to hearing you more on the on the network. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget, post any questions in the chat. Dallas and I are going to give uh, a start and a sit at each position, but we'll take all your questions that you have here. We got Darren chiming in already. Darren, appreciate it, man. Cheers. Good to hear from you. And we got Joe already as well. Uh, he's got Robbie Anderson, and he's asking about thoughts on plugging him in over CH. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you got to be checking us out on YouTube, 7 p.m. Eastern time before Thursday Night Football. You can get these exact questions answered. But Robbie Anderson over CEH. This is a decision Joe's got to make right now because he got kickoff here in about an hour. Dallas, what's your what's your thoughts on Anderson tonight? For me, I just really am not firm on Robbie Anderson. Uh, the thing is, he never really was electric with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. He had a couple of games here and there, basically in his time with the Jets, but the Robbie Anderson of new that we're associating all these big games, big blowups and huge target volumes more in that intermediate game. That was with Teddy Bridgewater. That's not with what we're seeing with Sam Darnold. And it's something that should concern you. I understand that Clyde Edwards Hilaire may not be performing up to the hyped up level that we have inside of our heads, but the overall volume that he's still getting in the offense is much better than what you're going to get from Robbie Anderson on a regular, consistent basis. Um, I know it's a little bit scary riding with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, especially after the fumble late. I know it leaves a icky taste in my mouth being uh, living in KC, but for me, I'm rolling with CEH. The Chargers actually have not been very good against the run this year. They've been pretty good against the pass, um, but they've been able to be run on. So, um, I mean, you had two backs put pretty close to 100 yards from scrimmage each last week in the Dallas Cowboys, your favorite team, albeit yep. two very good running backs. Uh, so I would definitely be rolling with CEH this week, Joe. Uh, I would be avoiding Robbie Anderson. Plus, Side note, this is kind of the game tonight that I think we're going to see quite a bit of Terrace Marshall. I just got that weird little itchy feeling where you're going to see primetime game. Everyone's actually watching the Carolina Panthers, and you might see a little bit of a breakout tonight. So, Yeah. I, I, uh, it's definitely been, as an Anderson owner in a few leagues, I, he was a player that I wasn't as high on in the offseason. And then as I was kind of looking around, like feels like felt like a lot of people were. So I kind of took another look. And I was like, yeah, you know, his numbers are really good. He's better than DJ Moore, really, for the most part, last year. And it so... 
you know, just because he's a name that we've kind of heard about so much over his time in the NFL, it was, you know, I've kind of always been like, eh, he's like a, you know, he's a 40 ish wide receiver. And, but, but really this year, I think a few things that obviously Marshall plays a factor, I think as well, seeing if he's definitely better, you know, I, I think as far as when you compare what he could do eating into the role of Anderson's versus what Samuel did with that in that offense last year, but also too, CEH uh, is, oh, sorry, we'll back that up because I want to talk about CH. I want to jump again. Uh, CMC, another C, mm-hmm. is in this lineup too. So that's that's a lot of targets that isn't you know uh, being passed around either to Anderson. So um, I will uh, I'll just jump right to it here. CH is actually my start at the running back position this week. I know it's been a rough start to the year. You mentioned his usage is totally fine as far as his you know carries. He was really high up there in week one, over ninety percent. Dipped a little bit uh last uh last week even obviously with that fumble coming late but he's still heavily involved in the offense you mentioned the chargers defense they've given up you know great game to the dallas cowboys running backs last week 90 rushing yards to uh gibson in week one so oh through two weeks they've given up the most rushing yards in the nfl i think that you know this this will be a game where he gets a little bit back on track he's running back 17 for me um and ceh is for me a, a rb2 and somebody that i would play over anderson tonight so Hopefully that uh, that helps you out, Joe. Appreciate the question and you tuning in. Um, we we got some other joker in here. Uh, my old my old coach from back in the day, Seth said I was able to beat Kyle last week in our league of record despite poor outing from James Robinson. Thoughts on Robinson versus Cordell Patterson? Um, thanks, Seth. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for watching and pointing out that you beat me. Not only did he beat me, he pretty much beat the piss out of me with uh, Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson, <laughs> which is uh, ridiculous, but. There's that um, thoughts on, and obviously Patterson is uh, usually running back eligible, wide receiver eligible. But if we're talking about just Robinson and Patterson, we got uh, Robinson this week going up against Arizona and Patterson going up against the giants after coming off a nice game. Uh, Dallas, what's your thoughts on uh, James Robinson versus Patterson? Yeah, for me, the Atlanta backfield is just kind of ugly. Um, I understand that we got a big game out of Patterson and he has been outperforming what we've seen from Mike Davis, but he's not getting a large volume. Um, You're just going to be dependent on those touchdowns. And yes, I'm not going to say that cliche if you take away the touchdowns thing, because that's the game that we play fantasy football, but it's just not a consistent target volume, not a consistent rushing volume that he's getting. It's pretty much a split backfield with him and Mike Davis. Um, I would be staying away from that situation personally. Um, I'm not super high on Robinson either this week though. I think that this is, I mean, We've seen what this Arizona defense can do specifically with that front seven against the run and the pass rush. Um, if there's going to be a week that we're going to see a large production volume out of the Jaguars, I think it's going to be in the passing game. Um, I'm actually recommending starting pretty much anyone in that passing game as a flex play this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, if I had to lean one of the two, I'm going to go with James Robinson just because the volume is still there. Um, but I'm not really high on either of these guys this week. Yeah, and we're in lockstep here um, as well. I have Robinson. He, running back rankings are like really hard to do. Uh, you get to like pass like 18 and it's like, oh my God, I don't want to put this guy here, but it is what it is. Um, I have Robinson as RB23. I like the fact that we saw more usage for him in week two um, compared to what whatever the hell they were doing in week one with him and Hyde. Yeah. Uh, I think Robinson's better suited as a flex. Um, but if he's your RB two, I you know you're still probably better off than at least a quarter of the other teams in your league. Um, but I and as much as I like what I saw out of Patterson, and I do think he could be the guy to start over Mike Davis, um, just based off of just better oppor- you know better opportunity as far as like what he saw in the passing game and everything. You mentioned it. The usage wasn't while the fantasy points were a big disparity. The usage was not. Mike Davis still got plenty of work, plenty of snaps. Um, and it's going to keep both those guys down, in my opinion. So Patterson's like a low, like a low end flex play in a PPR league for me, and not a guy that I'm starting over James Robinson just yet. I, I still think that um, Robinson will be the guy there. But as Dallas mentioned, uh, this is going to be a game that they're going to have to really put the heat on through the air because they got to keep up with Kyler Murray. So um, mm-hmm. I think you're think you're good still rolling Robinson again. Um, we'll we'll just keep the questions rolling uh, as we yeah, uh, before we dig into this. All good. Um, we got Brett here. He's got he's got a Ceh question. He says Ceh or Javante Williams. Uh, I know I had these Denver running backs as a start last week. Um, you know they disappointed me for the expectations I had for them. Uh, but again, another Ceh. We got Ceh against the Chargers, and then Denver going up against the Jets at home. The glorious matchup. So 
I know we talked about CEH, but are are you uh, trusting the Rook uh, early on and plugging him in over Edwards Hilaire? Uh, I'm not going to be plugging him in over Edwards Hilaire this week. I would still go with CEH in that matchup. Uh, I will lean just to say the fact that Javante most likely gets his touchdown this week. Um, the Jets rush defense specifically is a sieve. I don't know if you guys have watched <laughs> their defense this year, but um, they make contact really nicely. They just <laughs> do not know how to wrap the arms around the individuals. Uh, Damian Harris put that on full display for us last week, but that is not new. It's been happening all year. Um, so for me, I'm going to lean CEH in that, but I do think Javante has some flex appeal this week. Yeah, agreed. I'm pretty sure Harris is still running over Jets defenders as we speak. That was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, again, I like CEH. He's my start at running back. He's inside the top 20 for me. I like Williams as a flex play, uh, as well. Uh, I have him as RB 26. Um, he's just behind like Kareem Hunt, Elijah Mitchell, but obviously Mitchell got the injury. But for me, I had, a, I have him ahead of, like the Atlanta guys, I have them ahead of Ty- Tyson Will- Tyson Williams, uh, Mike David, or I mentioned the Atlanta guys. So um, there's a few guys you could still play Will- Javante Williams over. I like him this week as a flex, but not over CEH just yet. Uh, we got uh, Darren's back here. Tight end premium, hell yeah, 1.5. Uh, Higby or Osborne, the third wide receiver, the thorn in the side. As an owner of uh, Justin Jefferson, I know he's still getting some, but I just hate to see production go elsewhere, but that's life. Um, so we got tight end premium, 1.5 for tight ends. Tyler Higby uh, against the Bucks this week, or Osborne, I believe they're at home against Seattle. So what's your thoughts there, Dallas? It's still a wait-and-see game for me with Osborne. Like you said, he's the third option in that offense. I'm going to lean Higby, even though 1.5 tight end premium is not that much of a difference, in my personal opinion. Um, But I do think that against that Tampa Bay defense, Higby is most likely going to be the most open out of any of the actual options on that LA Rams team. Um, I think he's a good play this week in all formats, but especially in tight end premium. Osborne, I get the appeal. I did pick him up in a couple of different game, uh, a def- di- couple of different leagues, basically. Um, but I mean, he's scored on two monster plays this season so far, and it's like, yeah, those are things that Justin Jefferson did last year. But I just need you guys to realize he's not Justin Jefferson this year. So just hold hold off. I don't want you guys to be disappointed when you finally buy in week three on Osborne, and he gives you that two point five. <laughs> game that's coming at some point in the next two weeks so yeah i'm i'm with you there uh i'm gonna lean higby as well it's it's still with, with it being tight end premium i think it gives them the edge i know two weeks you know we have seen it with with minnesota using these three wide receivers and this should be a you know, this will be a game that uh you know minnesota's gonna have to keep up with that seattle offense that has been moving at least for a quarter and a half <laughs> uh not so much in that mm-hmm. second half against the titans but I'm going to lean Higby as well. He's been on the field nonstop. He's not splitting with anybody. Um, so I think he's your I think he's your play from that group. I think Osborne's definitely a guy worth rostering and could work his way into starting lineups when bye weeks roll around. But for right now, I think he's probably have better options. Brendan's here. Uh, congrats on the top 10 ranking on Fantasy Pros. That's actually, yeah, I was top 10 this week. Don't know how. I didn't. A lot of the other names I didn't really recognize. So maybe it's just a bunch of us getting lucky. Who knows? Uh, but uh, hey, is what it is. If and if you want access to my rankings directly, you got to be a Warzone Patreon member. So there you go. That's I, I try to give a little love to those guys. So if you're a patron, appreciate it. Um, but he said he has asking. <laughs> this is a million dollar question for me. It's a guy I invested in a bunch uh, this off season. But what are we doing with Brandon Ayuk? Uh, saw a little bump in playing time, but the production has still been. Uh, <laughs> leaving a lot to be desired, I guess, would be the nicest way to put that so far. Um, we're going to see the 49ers in prime time against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Um, Dallas, do you have any Ayuk shares? What, how have you been handling this situation so far? Uh, I'm actually trying to acquire him. Um, there's a guy in my league of record. Um, it's my, I guess it's the 11th year in that one. Um, the guy's really down on him. Uh, he was pretty high at the beginning of last year on him, down. Roller coaster ride is basically what he's riding. Yeah. Um, for me, he's the perfect he's the perfect buy up piece that mm-hmm. you could throw into most deals with most owners. So if you're trying to level up at running back, that's usually 
the perfect piece if you own him and really don't trust him to throw in to where it's a big enough name and we've seen production over the last year and a couple of games now where it can allow you to move up tiers in running backs or vice versa. If you're just trying to gain depth, I think he's a perfect guy to go for just because I'm a little bit higher on. I like him. I don't think he's thrown to the Wolves. Uh, I do think that Shanahan is a little bit petty. Um, for sure, with some of the people that he has over his career. But for me, I'm a buyer of Brandon Ayuk this first couple weeks before he actually does have his good games. Yeah, and I'm and I'm still kind of hanging on. I own him in a lot of leagues. I'm not selling him. He's pretty much just off limits for me, right? You know, as far as moving him because this is as low as you can get him in Memphis. And Jerry pretty much preached that all the time, like never so sell at the lowest point. Um, I'm not doing that with Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to trust what we saw last year. Um, you know what? When I acquired him, did I think I was getting a high end two? Yeah, I did. I thought that I was getting a, a pretty decent piece there. Um, is he maybe more just of a flex potentially? But um, you know, we'll, I want to see this thing out. And I'm with Dallas. I'm trying to get this guy if I can um, because <laughs> fantasy owners, dynasty owners, they they freak out pretty easily. It doesn't take very very much. And even in dynasty leagues, I know I've seen a few people in some chats just you know, not thrilled. So I've, I've thrown a few offers, haven't had any success yet, but uh, if I, if I am, I'll post it on Twitter and kind of give you guys a, a litmus test there, I guess, for what you might be able to acquire them for. So that's where I'm at with Ayuk. Hopefully better days ahead. If you're in redraft, it's a holding pattern for me right now. So uh, we got another question, Joe, we, you guys have been great so far that we'll, uh, we'll get through, we'll buzz through some starts and sits here, but uh, we'll get some good questions. We got, more Godwin, I'm assuming that's DJ Moore because that would be uh, the, yeah, that's what uh, I assumed. When I read it. <laughs> and so yeah. this is another one that's coming up tonight. So podcast listeners will know how how correct we are uh, right out of the gate. The instant, <laughs> uh, the instant gratification potentially. But I'll, I'm going to lead with this one, and uh, I'm going to go with Godwin uh, with AB looking like he's going to be out now. Obviously, you got to make the decision tonight, which makes it a little bit tougher. But I'm still going to lean that way. I know it's a tougher matchup, but I expect there to uh, that to be a pretty competitive game between Tampa and the Rams. Godwin's been really good so far this year, as is more. It's tough to bench those guys. I'd love to get both in my lineups, obviously, um, because I have Godwin as wide receiver 14, DJ Moore at 16. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lean Godwin. It's a little easier now because uh, AB is looking like he's probably going to be inactive due to COVID. But Dallas, what's your thoughts on that uh, wide receiver question? Yeah, um, I am most likely going to lean Godwin as well. This this game is going to be fun between the Rams and Tampa Bay, in my opinion, just because I want to know where Ramsey's going to be because he's not really playing that true shadow role that he used to do earlier in his career. Um, I forgot what they call it. The, the star that, I, position. The star. Yeah. Yeah. I think is what it's been described. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a Rover. He's basically a Jack of all trades where they just put him all over this defense for the Rams in doing so he's going to be up against Gronk. He's going to be up against Mike Evans in certain situations. Godwin, I think that everyone's going to eat to a certain degree. It's just kind of going to depend. But with AB not being there, that's one less mouth to feed. There's still not any running back production out of the passing game in Tampa right now. So for me, I'm leaning Godwin over more. Um, it kind of leads into the next question uh, as well, just because I'm a little bit down on DJ Moore tonight specifically, because I think any coverage that they can put, potentially put onto a player with the Texans defense is going to be funneled towards DJ Moore tonight. Yeah. Uh, and this, this is a good question here uh, from Steve. Uh, again, this mentions a player that's in tonight's game, but Steve's asking with Deontay Johnson trending out, which again, for me, definitely there's some bigger names that seem to be going to be question marks. Hopefully we'll get more information on Friday just so we have advanced, but Deontay Johnson, T Higgins, is another one. These guys could be looking like they're going to be sitting this week. But redraft league, Deontay Johnson's looking like he's going to be out. Uh, Steve says his depth is not not so great due to injuries. So he says, these are some names right here. Start Cephas, Terrence Marshall, or grab Emmanuel Sanders, the colonel, off waivers. Um, man, uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts, Rough. bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I want to stick – to my uh, my laurels and go with my boy Cephas because everyone heard me speaking him up this offseason. Um, I still think he's legitimately the wide receiver one right now in Detroit. Um, the targets say so. The utilization in the red zone says so. And the actual third down usage said so. Um, but that passing game is just ugly. It's just, it's just not fun. Uh, most of the volume ends up going overall to the running backs. 
Terrace Marshall, like I said, I'm leaning towards him just due to the fact that I think tonight I have a weird feeling. Absolutely no stats to back it up with. I just have a weird feeling about Terrace Marshall. Um, but Emmanuel Sanders has most likely been the most consistent out of the three thus far this season. Um, realistically, you could see anywhere from six to eight targets this week to a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that massive target volume to digs isn't there this year in Buffalo for some reason most likely due to the fact that they're actually able to run the ball. Um, and there's been, I don't know how much Buffalo games you've watched this year, if you've watched any of them, but they're going deep to Emmanuel Sanders and Josh Allen has missed him wide open <laughs> quite a few times so far. Uh, one of those is going to connect and it's going to be really pretty when it does. Um, I would probably go with the upside of Emmanuel Sanders based off of the pass offense, as well as the overall usage in the offense this week. Yeah, and uh, I would I would agree with you on Sanders. He is uh, wide receiver. He's he's not ranked extraordinarily high for me. Um, he's outside the top thirty-five, but I do think he has the most upside of this group. His targets have been, as far as his target numbers have been good. Not hasn't made that connection yet um, with uh, Allen, but I, I think this is hopefully the week where that gets righted. Um, you know, so I, I think that's the route to go. The only other player that I might look towards that isn't on this list. I don't know if he's available or not. With Sanders being available. Um, if Tim Anderson or sorry, Tim Anderson, sorry, White Sox, uh, Tim Patrick, my God, uh, if Tim Patrick's available, I would actually go at him over Manuel Sanders this week. That's just me. But uh, matchup against the Jets, the old dude does a score touchdowns uh, and he's he's kind of filling that wide receiver two role with uh, with Judy out. But Sanders and and Patrick are close there and they will both be my top options here. But if you can get Sanders, I'd go do that now. So. Uh, all right. Can't believe it said Tim Anderson on a football show. There you go. Um, <laughs> White Sox won their first uh, division championship since I was in high school, which is pretty freaking embarrassing. So uh, I guess I'll take it when I get it. Um, but that's enough baseball talk already. Uh, Darren's mm-hmm. back. Tyson Will- Williams or Pollard and PPR. Oh man, this is gonna test me. Uh, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kick it to you first, man. Uh, that <laughs> Williams and PPR that just scares the hell out of me. So are, are you going Pollard? Or are we are we sticking with uh, with Williams? I I have to go with the consistency of the volume that Tyson's getting. I know that Pollard had a big game last week, and I know that PPR does make him a lot more sexy of a name than Tyson Williams is. But when I'm looking at Dallas, the Eagles defense is a real deal. I understand that that Brandon Graham injury is going to take a little bit of a step back for them, but they've been dangerous to play against. Uh, That electric San Francisco offense that we saw that first week was completely gone in the second week. And that was due to the front seven and the rush defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Um, You may see a little bit of room in the pass game to Pollard and Obviously, that PPR does lean towards that. But for me, I'm playing the safe play of Tyson Williams in that situation. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, I worse, I'm, I'm kind of sprinkling my own in here because we're hitting on some of the names. Pollard is my <laughs> sit at running back this week. I, I don't mind him if you if you picked him up and, you're, and you need a play. I, I get it. Um, he's running back 38 for me, though. I, don't, I just think that a lot of times when we get these waiver wire running backs and guys like Pollard that put up big games, instinct is oh, i got him i've got to put him in it's like no, no no he's fine just right on your bench it's all it's all good uh his t- his snaps to, to touches were unbelievable in week two i as a zeke owner in a lot of leagues i'm a little concerned that you know i'm i may have a you know an rb2 and i thought i had a top five running back when zeke elliott because of pollard's usage but um you know i think what we saw from this cowboys offense is they just adapted to what they need to do the first two weeks there's going to be other games like this but overall i think more often than not Pollard will be used more in a secondary role rather than a share, you know, it's kind of a more even split like we saw in week two. So I'm going to lean with Williams, neither of which are PPR monsters, but I do think Williams has shown that he is the lead back there for the Ravens. Hopefully he'll get some more goal line looks and they'll put Latavius Murray at, you know, out of the way to help us out here a little bit, but it's against the lions this week too. Right. So, I mean, there, there should be some left on the bone for, uh, for that Baltimore. <laughs> rush offense. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and then this is what you get when you show up. Darren got one more for us. OBJ sounded trending in the right direction this week. He's supposed to play if there's no setback. That I'm pretty sure that applies to everyone, but that's fine. Um, OBJ, Pascal, the touchdown master, and uh, and back to Osborne again. So we got to pick two. So OBJ, Pascal, or Osborne? Who you got? Uh, for me, I'm gonna go OBJ and Pascal. Um, I understand. Well, I guess I can explain a little bit more about the uh, Chicago Bears defense for anyone that wants to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
Specifically, the way that the coverage is leaning after two weeks is it it is still extremely suspect. Um, I think that you are going to see quite a bit more of OBJ in the slot specifically this game against Chicago than you normally would expect him to based off of what he's done previous years. Jalen Johnson through two weeks has the best man coverage rating according to PFF thus far. Um, He is locking down corners on the outside. So I think any coverage is basically going to be rolled towards OBJ when it's the ability, but he does not play as an inside corner. Uh, Roquan Smith is a great coverage linebacker, but he's not super fast. Um, Basically that is going to eliminate the tight ends. Those are actually my sit at tight end this week. I know it's a common thing basically based off of Landry being out and there not being a lot of passing options. A lot of guys are recommending to start either in Joku or Hooper this week. For me, I'm actually recommending that you sit them um, just based off of how the bears coverage has been the first two weeks. They're allowing 3.6 points per game in PPR to the tight end position through two weeks. Not great. And Higby was one of those two. So it's just something to consider. Um, OBJ is a good play. And then Pascal has been the red zone threat. Um, <laughs> him and Jack Doyle are the only ones that see targets. Um, Wentz is apparently insane and might try to play on whatever high heel ankle breaks that he's currently rolling with. But uh, I'm going to go with OBJ and Pascal. Again, it's just I don't trust Osborne. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. The only thing I if if Wentz is out, if we get the and the good thing is I believe all these guys play at one o'clock um, on Sunday, so you should be yeah you should be good. Or um, is if we know that Wentz is out, um, then I'm gonna go ahead and roll with Osborne there, but uh, over Pascal. But that would be it. And I think mm-hmm. they all do play at one, so I think you should be able to make that call. But um, as much as I like to. Uh, like the crap on OBJ, um, I'm going to play him at the top of this list and uh, and then play it by ear on Pascal or Osborne based off of Wentz's status. So, all right. Uh, keep those questions coming if you got them. We'll, we'll kind of sprinkle them into the show, but we'll roll into our starts and sits. Again, if you want your question answered and you want to get in on the show, 7 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, we want to make this as interactive as possible. So if I see questions, we're going in the show. Um, so come hang out with us. Uh, another chance to get your questions answered Sunday morning, Memphis has been doing a live show. I jumped on there a couple times uh, over through the uh, last two weeks as well. So, uh, again, we're looking. Those are your opportunities. If you want to come hang out with us, jump in the chat. And then I'll just self-plug uh, here one one time before we dive into the quarterbacks, and I'll kick it to you, Dallas, for your QB start. Don't forget, waiver wire sniping Saturday morning. YouTube only, YouTube only, but waiver wire sniping. I cover all the guys that you can add in that last bench spot. Just stashing them, see, how, see what works out. If you hit, you beat everybody to the him off of the waivers, and everyone's looking for him on Tuesday next week, and you already have him. And if he misses, cut bait, move on. That's my favorite thing to do because I literally can't be wrong. It's the best. Uh, so waiver wire sniping on uh, on uh, Saturday morning uh, on YouTube only. So Dallas, QB start of the week. Yeah, for me, um, it's going to sound ugly, guys, but I am starting Matt Ryan this week against the New York Giants. Um, I know. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit more about situation than anything. Uh, the New York Giants currently are sitting at sixth in quarterback points allowed. Um, everyone above them has faced a top six quarterback. Um the only team that has not in the top 10 is actually the New York Giants. They have gone against Mac Jones and they have gone against uh, Tyler, Taylor Heineke, whatever, whatever his name is. Heineke. Um, <laughs> gone against those two guys, very unproven, both of them, and has allowed 21 points per game in four point passing touchdown leagues to the quarterback position. Um in the similar fashion to the Chicago Bears, they're great as a defensive line in an interior, but horrible on the outside. And it's been proven two games in a row. Um, Matt Ryan in garbage time, got your points last week. Um, I actually started Mac Jones over Matt Ryan last week in a league and it worked horribly for me, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, Matt Ryan's my go-to. Um, it leads a little bit into my tight end as well, but this is uh, the Atlanta kind of offensive explosion of what I expect to happen this week, the one we've been kind of hoping for over the last two weeks, and thus Matt Ryan is my start against the Giants. All right, man. I hope you're right. I've been forced to play him in a couple of leagues. That I've done everything in my power not to plug in Matt Ryan. Um, after that week one performance, I could just – just dang, but uh, no, I like it. Um, definitely uh, worth uh, worth noting because I know a lot of people probably like me just buried them already. So, 
My quarterback start, I'm actually going to stay within the same game. It's Daniel Jones. Uh, he was my a guy that it, you know we talked about picking up and streaming. Could this be his worst game of the of the first the three this year? It could be. Um, you know, we've seen really nice rushing performances. I expect Saquon to be back um, to a little bit closer to normal than what we saw the first two weeks. But he's playing Atlanta in this very game. I have Daniel Jones just at QB twelve, so I don't think you're playing him over anyone like crazy. But I would play him over like Teddy Bridgewater, who's a popular streaming option this week for people based off his matchup against the Jets. I'd play him over Ryan Tannehill, which is a guy that was drafted ahead of him uh, in draft season. And Derek Carr, who's who's riding a hot streak right now. But I just think Jones give you a little extra edge. Um, so I don't have him as like a, you know, a top 10 or a top five guy. But I do think he's going to put up some solid numbers against a Falcons defense that has, you know, five touchdowns to Tom Brady is crazy. Three passing touchdowns to Jalen Hurts week one. I mean, that's. That's uh, those are numbers that uh, <laughs> you can't ignore. So I'm gonna lean Daniel Jones this week. God have mercy on my soul. Um, <laughs> so what about uh, what about your sit, Dallas? Who are you trying to fade this week? Yeah. So um, the way I took all of these is basically anyone who is a typical top twelve at the position or that I don't think is a good play this week. Um, for me, that is Tom Brady. Um, he has been electric. He's currently quarterback three in the league. But against this Rams defense, that is a problem up front. I think that Tom might not be as sexy of a play this week in what people are saying is going to be a shootout, but actually does not have that high of a line compared to other games when it comes to the betting aspect of things this week. So Tom Brady's my sit. Um, I think the pressure is going to get to him. Um, It's been there in both of the games for the Rams thus far, and I think it continues in week three. Yeah, I like that call. I know Brady for me was a little bit lower. I've seen him lower in consensus this week, and that's definitely something to consider. Uh, my quarterback uh, sit, and then we'll, we got a few questions that came in here, so we'll cover those. Um, is uh, and this is a guy that's is not normally top twelve, but is a guy that might have been added. I know I added him last week, hoping for a two week stream play. That dream has dead, uh, has died. It's on the side of the road. It's gone. Don't put Ben Roethlisberger in your lineup. Uh, the dude's already complaining about being injured. The guy is the biggest diva in the NFL. Um, he is potentially without his number one target in Deontay Johnson. And while, he, yeah, he's going up against Cincinnati, they have improved uh, as a defense, I feel like. I mean, they had nowhere to go but up. They were at Cowboys level of defense. Um, but they, you know, they've, they've shown that that unit's a little bit better. And uh, the Steelers have also shown us that their offensive unit is not moving the ball at the level that it should. So, Teddy Bridgewater, again, he's a streamer that you can add. Sam Darnold tonight, if you're watching this live. I'm even playing Jimmy G over Big Ben, uh, having to try to keep up with Aaron Rodgers. Um, And if you're lucky enough to be the proud owner of a Justin Fields, then that shouldn't even be a question. He needs to be in your lineup. Uh, (laughs) So, um, But Big Ben, no dice for me. Outside the top 20, not even in consideration, especially with those names I just mentioned there. So. That's the route you uh, you should not be going is Big Ben. And uh, I apologize for my <laughs> uh, propping him up last week. He got the yardage but needed that second touchdown at least, and I was right there with you guys, burned. Uh, we got a quick one here. This one's for tonight's game. we got to make a decision. Not just coming in here. Panthers defense tonight against <laughs> Mills and the Texans or the Broncos against the Jets and Mr. 4INT himself, Zach Wilson. DST question. Dallas, what you got? Uh, I'm going Panthers in this situation. Uh, I mean, Davis Mills has less games underneath his belt than Mitchell Trubisky did, and he doesn't have the rushing upside that Mitchell Trubisky did. Um, They have no weapons outside of Brandon Cooks, uh, no consistent run game. And, yeah, uh, the Panthers has been uh, – I think they're a top five defense right now in the year, and I think it only continues. They could easily be the top defense after this game. Um, I'm going Panthers in this one. You cannot go wrong, really. I think the the fact that no. these both are options to you is, uh, I mean, your league's got to wake up. They're sleeping at the wheel. These are the top two streamers uh-huh. of the week. Um, so I don't think you go wrong. Personally, I am rolling with the Broncos just because they're at home, um, and I like their unit a little bit better. But, again, I don't think you can go wrong. I think you're looking at at least multiple turnovers from both these uh, offenses. So um, And going yeah. up against Mills is I, it's pretty much a slam dunk as well. So um, no problem with going with the Panthers tonight and just being done with it. No worries. Nope. Um, we got uh, Darren back, Chadalt, or Chase. I'm going to assume Jamar Chase, Chase Edmonds. I don't know. I don't care. I'm rolling with yeah. Chase. Um, <laughs> uh, either Chase, you're rolling with him. I don't really want much of Chenault, uh this week. He put up a negative last week. 
Um, and uh, I think you have better options. He's pretty much buried in my ranks. Um, any any uh, any Chenault love for you as of right now there, Dallas? Um, I think he's a good flex play if he plays. He's injured. He got injured on that play that he fumbled, so that's why he ended up with the negative yardage. But um, Chase won't have an easy matchup this week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that game rolls the coverage um, against Cincinnati with Pittsburgh. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Chase just to call it quick. Yep. Uh, we got uh, Stick and Pucks. All right. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got uh, we, oh we got another chase. I forgot about all these chases in the NFL. Chase Claypool. Um, what what was I thinking? Claypool or Cordero Patterson, the hot name that was picked up on it. So he's on a lot of teams right now for the people that are too like you know tuned in and adding these guys ahead of the the curve. But Claypool or Patterson for you? Uh, I'm gonna ride and die with Claypool. I have him in so many freaking leagues. I like I can't quit him. Uh, because I know when I do, it's going to be that 30 point game. It's, it's like Marvin Jones in the middle of his career. So what I think we're dealing with currently. So, uh, I'm just going to keep going with Claypool. We've seen the target share. Um, he's just not connecting. Big Ben is not hitting him when he should be. And he's made a couple of insane acrobatic catches already this year because the ball was placed poorly. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Claypool just because of upside and we already talked about Cordell. So yeah. And sticks added. This is full PPR. I think regardless, I mean, you're rolling with Claypool, especially with Deontay's out, which it's sounding like that's going to be the case. Um, as much as I kind of crapped on big Ben there, I think mm-hmm. he'll be good enough to get Claypool, his numbers. Um, so I think you roll him. I have Claypool uh, a little bit higher than usual with, D- with Johnson out. So he's wide receiver 23 for me. I think he's a solid play. Um, you can play him with confidence. Um, we got, uh, Michi, I don't know. I'm horrible with names, so best of luck to me out there. Uh, we just talked about uh, both these guys. Uh, one is a start, one is a sit. We got uh, Tom Brady or Daniel Jones. I know you mentioned Tom Brady as a sit. Do you hate him enough to put Daniel Jones in over him? Yeah, uh, no. I have Brady as my QB 15 this week, so Ooh. I would be going Daniel Jones in that situation. Man, that is that is ballsy. I don't know if I could bench that uh, as I – I'm going to go Brady. We're going to stay split on this one. Sorry if that's not much. I'll pick your direction, I guess. But, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I just think I as much as I like Daniel Jones over a lot of guys this week that are in like streaming land, uh, I'm not uh, that high on him that I'm going to chuck him into my, you know, that top 10, which is where I still have Brady um, but, uh, a little bit lower. Brady would usually be probably a spot or two higher. But this week I'm going to still mm-hmm. go Brady. Uh, and then we got uh, same one. Michi's coming back with us. Rondell Moore or Robbie Anderson or Mike Davis or Patterson or Osborne. I love all the oars. Um, yeah, take that commas. Um, and this is obviously coming down tonight. Whew, a lot of stack here. Um, this full PPR he adds in here. So Rondell, Robbie, Mike Davis, Cordero or Osborne. Pick one, I guess. What do you, what do you got here, man? In PPR, I'm going to go Rondell. Um, I am a full ag- in full agreement with the people that basically call out Rondell Moore's overall stats right now based off of that 77-yard play that he had. If you take that out, I totally get it. But he's leading the Cardinals in targets so far through two weeks. Um, I think that continues. So if you're looking at a full PPR, that Arizona passing offense is electric, and it's going to continue to be electric as long as Kyler Murray is healthy. I'm sticking with Rondell. Yeah, uh, I, I think the upsides with Rondell. I love the fa- I love the trajectory of his playing time. Uh, you know, started started eat into AJ Green and Christian Kirk in week two. Led the team in targets. Um, what you love to see. Uh, and, and as much as I I'm not really extremely high on any of these guys, I'm actually I would go with Robbie Anderson. Uh, I know we uh, kind of talked him down a little bit. I don't think he's like a top twenty four guy in, in this matchup mm-hmm. or anything. But I just think. I just trust his playing time a little bit more. Uh, if you want to go with the upside play of this five, I would go with Rondell um, for sure. If you want to play a little bit safer, I'd go with Robbie. Um, and that I, I don't have the Falcons receivers necessarily really close. We talked about Osborne on the show already, but I think those, that's kind of the route I would go and lean. And uh, we got we got another one. Th- Dallas, you must be the man, bro, because we got a lot a lot of people chiming in on this show. So we appreciate it um, yeah. and help help uh, helping you guys out. So start to uh in a flex full ppr we got uh javante uh tyson williams robbie anderson tonight Kenyon drake uh or Fournette. uh it did sound like that jacobs was back at practice in some capacity today um not oh. uh, not full or anything but uh he's around now so we got uh so javante tyson 
We got the Williams there. We got Robbie Anderson, Drake, and Fournette. You got to pick two. Um, who's your duo? Yeah, um, number one on the list for me is actually Kenyon Drake. Um, with right. or without Josh Jacobs, he's averaging right now 13.75 fantasy points per game in full PPR. Um, he has seen an average of 6.5 targets per game. Um, it's how he's being used. He's being used how we were afraid Travis Etienne was going to be used. <laughs> Um, he is the slot wide receiver on the team right now. Um, he's seeing more targets on a consistent basis than a guy like Hunter Renfro, even though Hunter Renfro is running more snaps out of the slot from him. Um, so Kenny Drake's number one for me. Number two, PPR, it's scary again, but I'm probably going to go Tyson Williams again, just from mm-hmm. a consistency basis. The volume that he's getting, you should – be playing him at a minimum at a flex or an mm-hmm. RB two. So I'm just going based off a of floor on both. Yeah. Uh, in PPR, I'm going to go that same route. Um, what Tyson's my favorite. Uh, he's going to be the, even in PPR. He's going to be my guy. Javante would be my play in, in half, but Kenyon Drake for whatever reason, I don't, and I don't know. This is like a little bonus. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take over the fabulous big bet for a second. Um, Kenyon Drake's receiving prop is stupid. Every week, it, the last two weeks, he's been like his over under has been like twenty yards receiving. I'm yeah. like, oh, dunk, let's go. Yeah, um, I don't understand it. Um, and he'll be—he's <laughs> the pass catcher. I mean, come on. So even if Jacobs is there, I'm with you. I'm gonna go Drake because it's PPR. So we're gonna go with the running backs. We're gonna go with the running backs there. Um, let's dive into speaking of running backs. Let's dive into our starts and sits. I already gave mine, which was CEH. It's actually going to answer a question here as well. So I'm going to kill two birds, one stone. Um, I I trust him as an RB two this week. Breck. Thanks for the question. Full PPR. I'm plugging him in low end. He's a lower end two. He's running back 17 for me. Um, the usage has been fine, uh, to kind of summarize what we were talking about earlier and the charges have given up a lot of rushing yards so far in the production. Um, so I'm going to trust him one more time. Let's roll him. Um, for for uh, kind of context, I'm playing over Elijah Mitchell, Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris this week. So um, running back 17. Who's your running back start there, Dallas? Uh, mine is actually also CEH. Oh, nice. Um, so, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that was my start. Um, we, we've kind of beat this one to a dead horse. Everyone, you're asking the same questions because everyone's concerned about it. No yeah. one knows what to do with CEH. We're both telling you, play him this week. Yeah, I like it. All right, we're on the same page. That's good. What about your sit? Yeah. David Monk against Cleveland. Um, I understand that the injection of Justin Fields into the offense seems advantageous, uh, but I think that I, I'm one of the few people that is telling you not to start Justin Fields, and I'm as diehard of a Bears fan as you guys could get. You've known it if you've listened to the podcast. I've been talking him up since literally last year. But what I think is going to happen is that he's going to try and rely on his legs a lot more, so any of those run pass options that you are assuming are going to be injected in this offense. He's going to be keeping them because he's going to be thinking that he can get around. And I think that JOK Jeremiah Wusakoromoa gets basically the sole role of spying him this week. And I think that he has a much worse game, which in turn, if he's taking those carries away from David Montgomery, is going to take it away from that. You can only lean on him so much. Um, Nagy showed that he was not willing to lean on David Montgomery in week two even though in week one, he took 11 carries for over 100 yards. Um, it's just something to watch. I do not feel comfortable with David Montgomery this week um, at his current RB ranking. So, Gotcha. And uh, I mentioned my sit is Tony Pollard. Again, just kind of pumping yep. the brakes on him. I would play James White. Uh, I would play Cordero over him and Tyson. Those are guys you all picked up off the wire as well. I would play those guys over Pollard this week um, on Monday night. Um, on fields, just like I I'm with you. I like, I, I know. And I want to just call this out. Cause I preached this strategy all off season in redraft, like I go get an early season streamer, Kirk cousins, which has worked uh-huh. great. And then pick up fields. And then in October you're locked and loaded, right? Yeah. Still wait. It's, it's fine yeah. to wait. You don't need to jump the gun <laughs> so far. Just I mean, yeah. watch it, watch it happen first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I'm fine seeing it. So if the only place that I have fields that I'm starting him is in a league that I got my, my streaming option has not been set in stone. So I've been bouncing around guys and uh, I'm playing over Jameis this week. So like, and he, he, Jameis is on the road at new England. Like I'm not, I'm not playing fields over a lot of the guys are in that, even that 15 range. I have fields just outside that He's QB 17 for me this week. So um, 
I get it. It's exciting, but you can probably wait. Um, so if you can try it. Um, all right. We got a couple more that came in here. Ricardo came through. Do I trade Miles Gaskin and Brandon Cooks for Mike Davis and uh, Mike, da- Mike Davis or Thielen and Jalen Hurts? So Gaskin and Cooks for, I would I mean, I, I would assume we're going to lean Thielen and Jalen Hurts uh, half PPR. Um, yeah, yeah, a yeah. million percent. Uh, and I don't even care what the package is with Thielen. I would take Thielen probably straight up for Gaskin and Brandon Cooks. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I would lean that route as well. So, um, I think that's pretty cut and dry. Um, Michi came back. He just, he asked, or he said, uh, he traded Fournette and Jacoby Myers for Gronk to put in his flex because my flex was Fournette. Good trade for him. What's your, what's your thoughts on those guys? Um, it's not terrible. I realistically don't know if Gronk's touchdowns are sustainable. You mm-hmm. shouldn't think that they are either because he's on pace for literally 36 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. So um, just temper that expectation. I think having two flexes on the same team is a little bit dangerous trying to roll that out, um, mm-hmm. but you didn't give up a lot to actually get him. So it's okay. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think those guys are anything special, but I would. I don't think your flex is uh, is solved. I would say, um, yeah. to put it that way. So you can you can still roll them out there. It's fine. <laughs> you could do worse. You could be. It could be Jacoby Myers. But um, yeah, I would just still continue to look to improve my roster. Um, yeah. Wide receiver starts and sits. We'll kind of buzz through. You still good for another five ten minutes here? Yeah, let's just right. roll them off. We got a lot of questions, but I'm awesome. down to finish. Yeah, this has been awesome. So uh, wide receiver start. I'll, I'll I'll let you go first. Yeah, um, mine's Sterling Shepard. Uh, I've been rolling him out since week one, and I'm going to continue to start him until he burns me multiple weeks in a row. Um, he's the most consistent person in that offense, regardless of wide receiver, tight end, running backs. Um, better than Saquon, better than Galladay. He's equal in targets with Galladay, and he's actually performing. Um, he's the safety blanket. He's basically getting everything that Evan Ingram normally would get. And even if Evan Ingram does play, which I still don't think he's potentially going to play this week, it's the practice reports for him make no sense for me whatsoever. This is the first time he's practiced in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sticking with Sterling Shepard this week. He's my play. And against that horrible Atlanta defense, like we talked about earlier, if there's a reason why Daniel Jones is the start of the week, it's going to be most likely Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I like the call a lot. He was definitely in consideration for me. Um, and so I, I really like that one. Uh, a guy I'm going to go with for f- some reason, and I don't know, maybe it just hasn't adjusted yet for people's ranking of this guy with Deontay Johnson's news kind of not being finalized yet. So totally get it. But Juju Smith-Schuster is a is wide receiver 20 for me this week. Similar to what we talked about with Claypool. There should be more targets to go around um in that offense so juju was outside the top 24 over at fantasy pros um so i think that will adjust but uh he's he's usually my guy in this offense anyway uh i usually have him ranked a little bit higher than usual but i'm definitely playing him this week um i know it's only two games long way to go cincinnati has improved from last year but they're still giving out plenty of production early on in the season um obviously big game for minnesota in that kind of shootout and still both bears wide receivers now robinson needed a touchdown but they both got nine points in half PPR. So I think Juju could do better than that this week. I'm playing him over Mike Evans, Robert Woods, and I'm playing him over Debo Samuel, which uh, I don't know. That's the one. Let's go. Let's see it. But Juju's top 24 for me this week. You need to have him in your lineup. Um, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, let's just dive into the sits. Wide receiver sit. Who you got? Yeah, mine's actually Terry McLaurin against Buffalo. Um, I also was preaching it in a lot of my IDP episodes this offseason, but Buffalo's defensive line is just terrifying to me. Um, It's very good, and their defense all around is significantly improved from last year where they were a top-10 unit. Um, McLaurin is the only true offensive weapon, really, that you're going to get outside of the red zone where Low Thomas becomes relevant for Tyler Henneke, Taylor, again, whatever his name (laughs) is. But uh, you can tell I'm not huge on Heineke, all right? Uh, But – McLaurin's going to end up getting the Trey Davis white treatment, which is not a treatment any wide receiver wants. Um, I would be staying away from him. He's yet to produce this season at a gangbuster wide receiver of one level. And this is definitely not the week I would be relying on him to do that. Yeah. Coming, coming off a big game. I know a lot, I saw him ranked inside the top 10, a lot of places. I was a little bit lower mm-hmm. on him. I have him as wide receiver 17. So um, I still think you, it's going to be tough to sit him. You're going to have some, have some really good options like, uh, like, 
Sutton would be maybe a guy that maybe you drafted in the mid rounds as a flex that you could plug in mm-hmm. over him as an example. Um, as a guy, maybe maybe the uh, the Steelers wide receivers without Deontay Johnson could be another option. As I'm kind of looking at some guys that were drafted a little bit later. Um, would would you go McLaurin or I don't have the decision, but this is a guy that's I'm, I've had a tough time ranking. Would you go McLaurin or Mike Williams, who's off to a, just a freaking fire start right now, and he's Mike Williams has the Chiefs this week. Yeah, against the Chiefs defense, I would be going Mike Williams. If yeah. you look at actually, specifically Mike Williams' splits against the Chiefs, it's mm-hmm. pretty daunting. You think he's looked good the first two weeks of the season. Go back the last couple of years and look at what Mike Williams has done to the Chiefs. I've watched every single game that it's happened. Um, it's not pretty, and I expect a lot of the same, especially with Justin Herbert. So I'd probably That's go it. Mike Williams in that situation. All right, there you go. I dig it. I like the bold call. I really do. Um, yeah. Mine's not so bold. This is more of a just like don't do something stupid. Um, and that's Michael Pittman. I know he's coming off a really big game. Uh, if it's Jacob Eason, holy hell, run for the hills. This guy is not going to be in any of my lineups. Um, he gets Tennessee, so I know that defense gave up really nice games to, you know, to Tyler Lager just a week ago, and, and Pittman saw a really nice um, uh, performance in week two. But uh, I would roll like Tim Patrick. He's kind of been my waiver guy um, as of late. Uh, he's a guy that I would pick up and just roll with Emmanuel Sanders, Darnell Mooney, um, those are kind of some guys that are all readily available or could have been picked up um, or drafted after Pittman that I would go ahead and roll with him. So Pittman is mm-hmm. just inside my top 40, but um, somebody I'm trying to steer clear of. And if once we get the confirmation that it's Eason, if it is, then pretty much, yeah, off off uh, off my radar this week. Uh, before we jump into the tight ends, just got a couple more just to catch up. Michi asked Broncos or Panthers. We already covered this one earlier. Can't go wrong. Uh, Panthers should be your play tonight. Just you can play it safe, and it's great. Mills is horrible, um, but honestly, those are, those, those are great options. Um, Dak or Hertz? Uh, again, these are both great options. I think maybe that question earlier, uh, he was he had Hertz, so um, you might actually you might want to look to to trade both those guys. You have an abundance of riches there um, that they're facing off against each other. I'm gonna lean Dak um, just because I think that he. Uh, you know, he's a top five quarterback um, pretty much every week. And as much as Hertz has that nice rushing upside, I'm always scared to death. He's going to put like 100 yards passing. So would you go Dak or Hertz, the, the non-biased? Uh, I'd go Dak. I, I mean, just a very under the radar thing that's happening right now. The Dallas Cowboys are leading the league in turnovers um, mm-hmm. from the defensive side of the ball. Um, Hertz has shown that he will turn over the ball if he throws it a large volume, at least last year. He's been pretty consistent this year. Um so I would just lean with the safe option. I feel like going with Hurts, although the rushing upside is higher than Dak, you're getting a little bit cute in that situation because you drafted Dak to be your QB1. Mm-hmm. You really should only play him in situations where he's hurt or on buys over Dak. So it, It's hard to trade quarterbacks a lot of times in one QB league. Yeah. So when you have Hurts, it's like, dang, you're just constantly putting up points on my bench. Um, I'm just going to pull that back up for a sec. You did ask earlier. that I think I read this backwards. So if he has Hurts... Um, would he trade? Would you trade Hertz and and Mike Davis or Thielen for Miles Gaskin or Brandon Cooks? If I can trade Hertz for Gaskin and Cooks, I would do that. If you have to throw in Mike Davis, mm-hmm. I I've tried not to, but you might. If I can just trade Hertz for one of those guys, like if I have two quarterbacks that are hit, firing off as top ten guys, I'm gonna do that. And what you might be able to do is leverage the recency bias that everyone will have mm-hmm. probably um, on Monday night because everyone's gonna watch Hertz play again, and he's been good the first couple weeks for fantasy. So. Yeah, if you have both quarterbacks, uh, you have Dak. You don't. You don't necessarily need Hurts. You could try to move him for. You could probably get Gaskin for him. Gaskin's been a little down the first couple of weeks, and I think better days ahead for him. So mm-hmm. I would do that. Uh, and then one more before we get to the tight ends and wrap this thing up. Patty S. C. E. H. Popular name this week. Brandon Cooks playing tonight or Claypool PPR. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Claypool. We talked about him earlier. Uh, with it being PPR, I think that gives him the little extra edge. With De- and with Deontay out, like we talked about, I think more targets. Um, Dallas, what trail would you lean in that with that trail? Uh, this one just goes to my philosophy in general. I have a tendency to play running backs in my flex more than anything, mm-hmm. um, especially ones that see a large volume. I know that CH has only seen three targets this year, which is not sexy, and I yeah. understand this is PPR, <laughs> um, but I'm probably leaning CEH just to stay consistent with the fact that he's my start of the week. Um, sure. If I have him on a team, I'm playing him. Specifically, if he's my RB3, I'm doing backflips. So. <laughs> Yeah, I saw and I I forget who I think it was Evan Silva like posted this or somebody and then somebody else commented on Twitter. Doesn't matter. He said like, ah oh, man, you know why Ceh, you know this 
uh, in college was just big time receiving back and he's seen basically yeah. nothing through his career. And this year he has, what do you said, four targets or whatever, right? Or three. Yeah. And uh, then somebody comes yeah. like, that's that's seventy five percent of the running back targets <laughs> for Kansas City. Yeah. So it's like they're giving them to other people. They're just not giving them to anyone. Yeah. So they're going maybe. to Travis Kelsey. That's where the targets are going. <laughs> if you've forgotten, he scored twenty four PPR points in standard non tight end premium <laughs> on average this season. So yeah. It's, it's, it is yeah. definitely crazy. But, yeah, I, I like CH a lot this week. I think the saver play would probably be Claypool and PPR, but I definitely know the upside of the, having that running back spot or running back in your flex spot. Um, let's wrap this thing up with everyone's favorite position, the tight end. This is always extremely hard. So to come up with starts and sits because, my God, it feels like there's only 10 guys that you would even want to put in your lineup ever. Um, but uh, we'll give it a shot, I guess. Who's your, who's your start at tight end? Um, yeah, so this is a situation where I said it last week under my breath, and I'm glad that I did not make the show. Um, I'm leaning Dalton Schultz. Um, I really, I just like him more than I like Jarwin. I've never been a Jarwin guy, and there's going to be even more volume. I mean, Amari's banged up right now. Realistically, you could see quite a few targets go to the tight end position. And although the split last week by one target went to Blake Jarwin, um, the week before, it was all Dalton Schultz, and I think it's going to be more of the same. It's a good matchup against the linebacking core of Philadelphia. That's actually the weak part of the team outside of their second cornerback position, so I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. All right. I like it. Um, I, I feel like my sit is probably a little, maybe a little bit more <laughs> better than is better than my start, but uh, I know he's had a disappointing start to the season, but I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard as like, like, just don't, again, don't screw yourself yeah. here. Just put him in. He's fine. You draft him as your starter. He's your starter. Zach Ertz is on COVID IR list. I don't really care even if Ertz plays. I think Goddard's going to be a fine play. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if, if for some reason you had, like, a Higby and Tanyan on your team and you've been rolling with Goddard, I still think you go with Goddard this week. So, again, this yeah. position is always tough. But um, so I don't think I'm breaking any, you know, big barriers here by saying start Dallas Goddard. But just don't uh, – I'm not going to jump away to – jump off the ship yet on Goddard yeah, um, exactly. stick with him. So uh, you got it. You have a sit at tight end. Uh, yeah. I talked about him a little bit earlier. It's the entire Cleveland tight end core. Um, I would not be starting him against the bears this week. Specifically, I'll reiterate uh, 3.6 points per game on average to the tight end position this year in PPR. It does not look good. They have gone up against relevant tight ends. Um, so it's just something to keep your eye on. I would not be starting them. Um, I just think that other streaming options are going to be a little bit better for you, even with the dearth of receiving options on the Cleveland Browns due to injuries. Gotcha. Yep. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit everybody from a team too. And I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, I, I, uh, John, who was obviously a little bit more banged up than maybe we realize his, 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 uh, his snap share was down. Henry still didn't see many targets even with that. Um, so I would lean like Jared cook. He's still available in half of leagues. He was a streamer that he's owned in less than, both the Patriots uh, tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. And I, as much as uh, we'll see how it, pay, it plays out, but if Evan Ingram's active, I would roll him as well over both those options. Uh, again, I don't think that Cook or Ingram are top 10 by any means, um, but uh, I think that we're better than the Patriots tight end. So I went with them as my sit uh, for yeah. week three. So I think that about does it. I think we've answered it. We have answered every question. I know that for yeah. a fact. No more coming in <laughs> yeah. here. So, uh dallas i appreciate you bro one more time just for everybody where can they people find your work and uh and uh why don't you throw your twitter handle in there for the non-youtube audience yeah uh absolutely as always my name is dallas i'm the host of the rookie rundown on the dwz network um i will be doing my rookie report card starting next week with the first three weeks of the actual nfl season in the books it's a good just kind of threshold to go over the rookies um on Twitter, you can find me at Salad Galore. That is Salad with two L's. It is my name backwards, Galore. Um, yes, I was 13 when I made it. It is okay, guys. Um, but yeah, um, just some parting points for me. If you're a Kyle Pitts owner, I'm high on Atlanta this week. This is probably the week where you're actually going to see something that makes you excited outside of just theoretical target share. And my one pick prop for tonight's game, I'm going bold. I'm sticking with it. Terrace Marshall. Six receptions, 72 yards, touchdown. Okay. Awesome. Right there. All right. There. Good, good deal. I hope you're right. I have a lot of Marshall shares that I'm hoping to be able to use um, in the coming weeks. So a little, uh, a little seeing it would be awesome. So appreciate yep. you. Thank you for, uh, for joining me this week. Appreciate everyone that came on 
uh, and ask some questions in the chat. Again, 7 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to jump in with us on Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday. Well in advance of kickoff here, so we get all your questions answered. Plenty of time. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. Be sure to tune in to the another live show on Sunday with Memphis. But before that, Saturday morning, YouTube only, waiver wire sniping. It's quick. It's like eight minutes long. It covers the players that you need to know um, ahead of week four. And while right now we're kind of just stashing and trying to be prepared, bye weeks are coming up. We're still a couple weeks away, but that's when this thing really gets kicking because um, mm-hmm. you don't want to be sitting there, open up your lineup on Tuesday morning and like, holy crap, you know, I got all these guys on by. So what do I do? Right. Plan ahead. Waiver wire sniping Saturday morning. So for Dallas, myself and all the war zone members, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll, uh, we'll be back with more content later on this week. We'll see you later.